Hello, everyone. Come on in and pull up a seat for our Countertop Conversations. I'm here with my co-host, Eric Tracy. How are you doing, Tracy, on this fine afternoon? Uh, pretty good. I wanted to start out the podcast by giving a shout-out right back to you. It's Big Coleman's birthday today. Big 2-3. Oh, man, yeah. It's like turning 22. Nothing changes. <laughs> no, nothing fancy anymore. There's nope. nothing to look forward to until, I would say, 25, because then we can finally rent a car. Okay, yeah, and I mean, then you're on, then you're pretty close to being 30, and oh, I guess things are starting to go downhill there, aren't they? You know, hopefully not. <laughs> we hope not, but we don't really know. Okay, so I want to start off this podcast that works. So we're going to dive into superheroes and sports movies, along with our number one TV show today. That's our goal to get through those things. But I want to kind of bring up an interesting talking point of what like superheroes are supposed to be. So I recently watched the series The Boys. You ever heard of it? Nope. Okay. So we know superheroes to be good guys who are not corrupt. They do things their own way. Yeah. We want them to be Captain America. Yeah. If a superheroes were real, that's the guy we want saving our world. 100%. Well, this show takes a complete dive the other direction. A little our, anti-villain or anti-hero? Our heroes are all evil. They're the villains of the show, for the most part. A couple tweeners and a couple end up being good. But our heroes, our protagonists in this scenario, are regular people. I think it's an interesting point to if superheroes happened, do we actually need them or do we need to have supervillains first? What should what should come first? Um I honestly think if one was coming first, we'd have a supervillain first. Because then the superheroes someone would step up and take that role on against them. You know what I mean? I- yeah, I agree. If you the way I look at it is, if you have the superheroes before the supervillains, you have this dynamic where they're just going against normal people, and they can truly get away with anything they want. Oh yeah, like they just be head over heels better than everyone. Yep. Well, the superheroes come second. Now they have a goal. They have a prime group to fight against. They're not just going up and finding a pickpocket around the street and stopping him. Yeah. The weird, well, like, the thing that sucks about that is if the supervillain comes first, there's going to be a period there where there's going to be a lot of chaos and bad stuff happening. Yeah, but I also look at it as where if the superheroes come first, there are no supervillains yet. So when the supervillains do come, there's still going to be that. Yeah. There's scenario still a where... bad period. They'd do something horrible. Yeah, they're not. It's not like you're just going to stop them because they're around. If if there's no supervillains, there's no reason for the superheroes to be worried about them. Yeah. Speaking of which, have you seen the movie Birds of Prey? Yes, I have. What'd you think? I enjoyed it. I, I really like. Okay. I like. Continue. It. it was you saying the whole like anti-hero thing made me think of that movie because all right spoiler for whoever 
hasn't watched it, you should go watch it right now and then come back and finish this podcast. But they end up like all these. I won't say all of them are bad to start, though. Some of them are bad. Some of them are good. And in the end, I guess I would say they're good. I guess I would call them anti-heroes would be the yeah. best way. They're not their, – their actions they performed were good, but the methods they performed in were not. Horrible. <laughs> yes. Quite bad. There is some I, graphic they, moments in that one. Oh, very much so, which is kind of what makes the movie, though. It, it did. Uh, I think what I liked about that movie the most was the, the, the broadness of the girls that came in. Yeah. You had watching Arrow and understanding how some of those characters fit in. Was yeah, cool. yeah. I mean, you had spoiler alert. There's a girl named Huntress who was a villain, probably to start out. I would say, or at least a vigilante, whichever one you want to put it for Birds of Prey. You had the villain Harley Quinn. You had a pickpocketer, which God knows how it was the craziest. T- I love the time that the director yeah. did with that. Yeah, that was an interesting one. A rogue cop, which I think you could say she was good the whole time. Yeah, I th- I mean besides she was she I mean she performed one of the greatest sins in in driving while drunk. Yeah. That, don't do it. Call Uber. Call a friend. Do whatever you gotta do to not do it. And then you had oh who was there was one more. Oh um Canary. Yep, Canary. Who wasn't either, I would say. She, I mean, she hated the good guys more than the bad guys. It's from everything that you saw in the movie. Yeah. But it was an interesting point. I, I really right. liked the movie. Oh, yeah, it was good. It was very good. Is there anything else you want to get to before we jump into our top fives? Yeah, I got two. Well, I got two things, but one thing's going to lead right into it. Oh, perfect. I love cohesiveness. All right. First thing, I saw this. The Packers posted it, oh, probably about a week ago or something, and I've been saving it. So I'm going to list off five names in every house, and you have to choose one of four houses to live in during the ice, during this isolation period. Okay? okay. First house, Brett Favre, Aaron Jones, Jerry Kramer, A.J. Hawk, Antonio Freeman. Okay. Second house, Aaron Rodgers, David Bakhtiari, Nick Collins, Sterling Sharp, B.J. Raji. Okay. Third house, Reggie White, Devontae Adams, Charles Woodson, Mason Crosby, Amon Green. Okay. Fourth house, Donald Driver, Clay Matthews, Jordy Nelson, Zadarius Smith, and John Coombe. Oh, so my first reaction is Brett Favre would probably be the funnest single person to be in the house with, uh, with the stories yeah. <laughs> and the Northwoods feel to it. What was the third house? Reggie White, Devonte Adams, Charles Woodson, Mason Crosby, and Amon Green. Woodson would also be a good time. Bakhtiari, I would like to be in the house with. I think that could be fun. And Nick Collins is one of my favorite Packers of all times, they're, I think. They're in the same house. Yep. But I don't know how great Aaron Rodgers would be for a fun time. You know, I've heard bad things about him when it comes to social interactions. Yep. So I think I might stay away, even though he's got two great people. But I think house number five actually has the best. Four, you mean? 
Four? Oh, yeah, it's four. Yeah. Zadarius Smith is, from everything that I've said, a really awesome dude. Yep. Jed, Jared Kuhn. John Kuhn. John Kuhn. Would, oh, boy. That wasn't good. You're He's names, a stud. Dude. He's a stud. Jordy Nelson would be a fun kid to talk to. Small town Kansas kind of guy. Yep. Who was the first two on the list? Donald Driver and Clay Matthews. I mean, I don't know how much excited I am to talk with Clay, but Driver would be a really fun time. Yeah. I honestly, when I sat down and really thought about it, I agreed on house four. Like, I think that would just be the house I would get along with and have a good time with. I I mean you get such a blend of old and new, yeah. Like it's kind of cool for like house one, where it you go you get Jerry Kramer in there, who's I like, really old school. But like it's house four. I, I like AJ Hawk in that first house too. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I mean Favre is definitely the man that I'm. If I had to choose, he's the one in the, in the house that would decide my vote. Oh, I but, know. Far like like far like before we got to house number four, if it was far all the way. Like he would be such a fun person to talk to. Yeah, though now I don't know how much I enjoy talking with him about football schematically. <laughs> the dude didn't know what uh what cover was it? two. Yeah, was it two that? high? Yeah, <laughs> it was cover two or cover three. Two high safeties. I remember he asked that like what a year in or something into the NFL. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But like all, I think like all the other guys, we could have a really good like all around conversations. Like I would love to talk Jordy Nelson about the nuance of routes. I would love to talk Clay Matthews about edge rushing stuff, and same with Darius Smith. Getting two different perspectives on there. Yeah. And then Kuhn in the run game. Because like, it's a dying. He's a he was a dying breed. Oh, he is part of one still. Yeah. So they're come, they're like depending on where you're at, they're kind of there. Yeah, some places they're staying strong. Other places, the tight end's really taking over. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where Jay Sternberger played a lot for the Packers. That H back role. Yeah, and that's why we, I believe, we released our fullback. I can't tell you off the top of my head. I think so. But, I mean, it makes sense. If you're going to have that tight end, that flex spot, be played by him. He developed well. You might as well, you need to get him reps. So. I do got to say, I think one person that we didn't mention that would be a fun person to talk to is BJ Raji. Yeah. That would, be yeah. An, that would cause some interesting conversations. But, all right, leading into my next Well, what point. about Charles Woodson, though? Oh yeah, you already like said dude could talk forever, and I think that'd be fun. Yeah, said DB thing. Yeah. All right, so getting to my next point goes right into our top five um, sports movies of all time. Okay. I think this is ESPN that released this, and it lists oh. nine movies, and it says you can if you could only choose three, which ones would you keep? Oh boy, okay. Your choices. Friday Night Lights. Good movie. Rudy. Coach Carter. Okay. Remember the Titans. The Blind Side. Space Jam. Good Rocky movie. One. Glory Road. And Miracle. All right, so here's where this is easy. Three, my top three movies are on this list. 
Mine too. <laughs> so, so I, I got my three, and you're all about to find out what they are. Let's hear it. Okay, so wait, how, how are we doing this? Do you want to go back and forth, 5-5? Five, five? Do you want to just sure. read them off? No, let's go 5-5 five, five and go down the list. Okay, starting at number five? Yep. And we're alternating? Yep. Okay, you start. I got Hoosiers. Hoosiers, really? It's a shout-out. It's a shout-out, Coach Lemons. I watched it enough on the basketball bus, but – I think it's because we come from a small town. Like, I just loved it. Yeah, but do you even remember the main character's time. name? No, I can't. I honestly, I haven't watched it in a while, but I started thinking about movies and I was just like, you know what? I really did like Hoosiers. I think you're just a product of circumstance here. Just where you watch it so enough, you're brainwashed. Yeah, maybe. Because I don't, I like, I have, I thought about, I wrote down literally entire page of movies and that movie i was like yeah i don't really care about it i don't know it might be that i just watched it too many times that i started to like it (laughs) i think that's it because i don't i don't think that's an up there though i mean it was on espn's list and it probably is one of the best like basketball movies of all time i just i don't i don't think it deserves to be on our top five list all right what's yours a miracle oh I, I can't like it is probably one of the top 10 most classic sports movies of all time. It is one of our greatest sport Olympic moments in the U.S.'s history. And they did such a good job of diving in and developing characters. And you have the scene. I love the scene where they're all just hanging out at Christmas and they go and they play football outside. They get the coach a whistle. I think that will, that the movie will be something I never forget, and it's got one of the greatest speeches of all time. It's coming in my list. Spoiler <laughs> <laughs> <Foil> alert! <laughs> all right, number four for you. Remember the Titans. Oh yeah. Okay. Okay. I think we're gonna have potentially the same top two. Okay. Which is. All right, sorry everyone about that. We uh, had some technical difficulties on our end there. Um, but like what I was saying, remember the Titans plays into the whole segregation aspect. And Cole, as you know, we played on more of sport, uh, more of like team sports than individual sports. And it gets at the whole point of say that again. Where you were at individ- individual sports, I couldn't hear you. Oh. So you and I, in high school, we played on more of team sports than individual sports. Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. And you really learn that the team is everything and all your individual quarrels you got with someone, it doesn't matter. Like, the team has to come first, and I really like that aspect of that movie. Yeah, I think with that movie – them bringing everything together and kind of uniting their group and those guys kind of leading the forefront of how like people should act. It was really an incredible thing. Yeah. Alrighty. So my number four movie is real steel, real steel, real steel. 
with Hugh Jackman and the boxing robot named Adam. Yeah. I just, I love the story of it. The little kid um, goes down, finds a robot, and they ended up training the robot with their own combinations. And then Hugh Jackson, playing a former boxer, literally in the final flight, takes control of it, uses a feature that everybody only used for sparring and mirroring, and beats the top dog with it, becomes the world champ. I think that's a story where, like, it's a story we've seen before in like Rocky and Creed, but it's something that I really like the dynamic of the father son in it. You know, I mean, that movie never even came to mind when I was thinking about the top five sports movies. Mm -hmm. Um, I guess I get where you're coming from. Personally, it just ain't for me. If I was going I mean, with more I, of a boxing one, I probably would have gone more of the Creed route. I like those a lot. Oh, I, I thought Creed was really good, but I don't, I don't know. I um, Real Steel is just a movie where when I see it's on, I basically have to watch it. Well, to each their own. I Yep, yeah. to each their yeah. own. You, you, you had the like terrible choice of who's. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> that's fair. Um, all right, my third one. The movie Friday Night Lights. No. Yes. Okay. What? Tell me why it's number three. It's number three. I think for me, just you and I played high school football and just the whole atmosphere of that show or that movie. It's just like reminiscing on the amazing times, you know, you had in high school with all your boys and everything. Mm-hmm. I take it. It's higher on the list for you. <laughs> yes, it is much higher on the list. Okay. Me. I think I know where it sits. <laughs> all right. Number three for me is Remember the Titans. Okay. It's like yeah. I said, it's a football movie about a town coming together. But for me, I really love the connection between Julie that Julius Campbell had with the other guy who I forget his name right now. Those two guys, so basically two captains coming together and just like combining their whole team. Yeah, and it was, I think that was really cool. And I loved how the the captains in the movie had power and say. And I think that is something that happens on good teams. They are captain run. They are not coach run. So seeing that dynamic and seeing it work and lead a team to be successful is something that we all should look for when wanting to become leaders. I think that's a really cool point to add because you and I both want to get into coaching someday. And I mean, I hope that we have leaders on our teams like that, where they can step up, they can lead and we can more manage, you know? Yep. I think that's a really cool aspect if you can get a team that has that. Yeah, I think I feel a connection to it because I always felt like we had that. Leaders that kind of ran the team, especially like my junior year and your sophomore year. I feel like that's the year we really had it. We When we played together specifically, when it was Luke Linsmeyer, Connor Johnson, Adam Webbeking, and Bryce Billigan really running the team. Yeah. I think everyone on that team really looked up to those guys. I think each person kind of had their guy that they like to look up to in particular, mm-hmm. but overall, like everyone respected and listened to those guys. Yep. I agree. 
who was your guy that you listened to the most? Um, it probably ended up being, it was probably Connor. Yeah. I knew Connor a really long time and we played the same position for a bunch of years and I don't know. He was just, he just always looked forward to playing with me. Kind of always had my back. He was always, he was always there and ready to talk to. He would, he liked to goof around like him and Webby did. Yeah. But like when he was down to business, he was dead serious. And I think I really like when he changed position to D line from linebacker, I really grew a ton of respect for him in that situation because mm-hmm. changing a position to help a team is incredible. Yeah. And we, and he was a second team or he was either honorable mention or second team right. his junior year as a running he back. He got something. I don't remember which one. And he, his yard total probably got cut in half his senior year. And he didn't really deserve that. And we couldn't really help him enough for it. But I can't remember him going to the huddle and reaming us. He was always, hey, I need you guys to help me. Let's do this together. Yeah, no, I agree with that. Uh, I think he was the one that I looked up to the most also. Like, I love Lindsmeyer. And him and I are probably closer today, you know, than mm-hmm. I am with the other guys. But um, I just remember, I feel like him and I, Connor and I, kind of had a little bit of the same uh like leadership style where we aren't the forefront like out there being the loudest leader possible you know it was Mm -hmm. more of like shut up let's do the work and let's grind it out yeah and i go ahead oh okay i mean i was just gonna tell a little bit of a story but i was too (laughs) okay so you used to do yours then i'll do mine i just remember my sophomore year it was at home against Wittenberg, and it was normally um, Wobeking or Lindsmeyer that kind of gave the pregame speech, and I remember that game. I don't, I couldn't tell you a single word that Connor said, but it was the most motivational speech I think I've ever heard because I was just jacked to come out and play in that game, and it was just like, oh my gosh, like, Connor's giving the pregame speech like I felt like everyone really shut up and really listened because it's just like this is a rare occurrence that he's the one giving the speech you know mm-hmm. yeah I don't know I, that was just like one of my fondest moments of seeing him as a captain I mean the one moment I kind of look towards is all three at least with Adam Lindsay and Connor and their leadership styles it was one of our home games one of our last ones Either the Bell or Homecoming. They were the same game that year. Or they okay, maybe it was that game then. But Adam and Linsmeyer were it seemed like they were just trying to one up each other at halftime with speeches. Hmm. It just they just kept going back and forth and it was really good because like they were just kind of building and since everyone they like Webby went, then Lindsay went, and it just kept getting building it better and better. And finally, the coaches came in, and they had their talk with us. And then I remember just Connor saying, I don't care what you do for the rest of the game. Just go out there and hit somebody. <laughs> I, don't know, I, was, I was like, okay, you got it. I'm sold. Yeah. No, that, that, that was a good crew to be behind. Oh, it was fun. Fun. All right. All right. Number two. The blind side. Okay. Our lists, you – Wow. Okay, Eric. We are going to have to have a sit-down conversation 
about your list after this is all over. We're going to get you counseling, and it's going to be okay. But tell me why Blindside is a great movie. Uh, you can't tell me it's not a great movie, first off. I didn't say it wasn't. I just said we're going to need to get you counseling. <laughs> Shut up. I think it's better than Hoosier. <laughs> so we can agree with that. But I think there's a movie you left off that we are going to we're going to have to go talk with somebody about. All right. The Blind Side. I love it. It's like your classic American kid came from nothing and ended up in the NFL. Yeah. Like, I love that story. He made a life for himself. I mean, he had help along the way, but who doesn't have help along the way? And I just, I don't know. I love that kind of story. Well, I what I found really impressive about them telling that story was they really focused in on, like, his instincts more than his skill sets and everything. It was, it was what he wanted to do. He wanted to protect. Yeah. That's a really cool and ass. That's yeah. And that's what, and I think that's what's special about O-Lineman. Like we can ask so many people are, and they can probably name three or four wide receivers for their favorite team, but they're not going to be named the fifth offense lineman, their backup offense no. lineman. Those guys, like, they play down in those trench, and all their job is just to protect everybody behind them. They're the front line. They don't get any credit. And it, like, it sucks because all your QB stats behind you are because that line's good, most likely. Um, yep. Other than interceptions. <laughs> I look at the Dallas Cowboys for such a prime example. Not saying that Zeke's great, not great, or Dak's not good. That O line makes their exceptional. Oh my god, they're so good. Maybe the 49ers are a better example. If you could tell me what you knew the names of their three running backs at the beginning of the year, congratulations. All right, you're number two. All right. Coach Carter. Yeah, I just No, you are wrong, and I am right. Coach Carter is way better than Hoosiers. Don't give me that crap. I'll be honest, I haven't watched Coach Carter in God knows how long. Oh, my goodness. See, this was the bus, the movie on the bus, where we never watched this when I was on the bus. Yes, we did. Maybe once. Oh, my goodness. No, we watch this all the time. No. Yes. What's your reasoning? You're talking about a coach coming into a situation that everyone is telling him is bad. The kids are bad. The school is bad. And all he decides was that his students, his players, need to figure out and he needs to help them get a better life. So what does he do when they're all struggling grades? He shuts down the gym. He decides that they need to worry more about school than just their playing careers. Because in high school, we are student athletes. One does end up coming before the other. Until you're a pro, you're a student athlete. I mean, we can argue about that for D1. Technically, you're still a student. Technically, but, like, look at Ben Simmons. Like, like he, like, didn't try at all in college. And I, I thought that was great. They ended up, like, he ended up getting people to college, getting them scholarships getting them better lives. And then I, I mean, the party scene was one of the best scenes of all time. Coach, let me introduce you to my, my lady friend. 
What's your name? Dad says it from the balcony. Yeah, that. <laughs> Such a great scene. I'll give it to you. It's a good movie. It's a real good movie. Debatably, yeah, better than Hoosiers. I don't think I took enough into account, but I'm not putting it at number two. <laughs> oh, I mean, that's fine if you don't want to put it at number two. And I, like, I'm not even going to argue with Real Steel. Real Steel is totally like my yeah. preference on a kind of movie. That ain't even in... Yeah, I don't know where that's coming in for me, but yeah, yeah, I'd like I I I take full responsibility that that movie is probably not very high on many people's no. lists. Like Hugh Jackman's probably like, yeah, that was not a great movie <laughs> for him. Okay, before we get to our number ones, I want to get let's get some shouts for some honorable mentions. All right, let's hear yours. Okay, so I chose six that I would really kind of want to highlight Moneyball with Brad Pitt and Jonah Hill. I'll be honest, super I've never good. seen that, but it looks amazing. Ooh, it's super good, yeah. I would definitely recommend it. It's a movie where it's on TV, and if there's, like, two competing things for it, like, like a cooking show or Moneyball, I'm probably going to end up going towards Moneyball, but it's not going to go over any of the other movies for me. Okay. Uh, Talligator Nights. <sighs> It's about NASCAR. I mean, if you're counting that, yeah, it's a good one. I'm counting okay. it. And you're going to see that a little bit later in my list. <laughs> Something else like it. Well, for, for an honorable mention, it's not for number one. But, like, it's a NASCAR movie. Will Ferrell, super funny. Yeah. But really liked it. The Longest Yard. Okay. Not the Adam Sandler version. I I think it, it fits really well. It's funny. It kind of dives into sports. And I think they did a really job building the game in building stories within the game for all the characters. Yeah. The next one, battling to get on the list, the replacements. Joe hmm. Falco, uh, played by Keanu Reeves. I just, I don't know. It's a great story about players just who want to play, just coming to play football for nothing at a professional level and coming together and becoming a team. Uh, my next one is Caddyshack. Oh, good old golf movie. Oh, great golf movie. Thought about Happy Gilmore, but I wanted to highlight Caddyshack with Chevy Chase, one of the great comedic actors of all time. Enough said about that. And then my final one is Never Back Down. It's a UFC movie, more than anything. Um, it's not like it's the most realistic thing where they're actually fighting in the octagon, but it's basically... Guy moves to a new town and gets bullied, trains to fight. He's got a hot temper. Ends up getting the girl and kicking the shit out of some guy. You know, it'll happen. Yeah, I mean, where haven't we seen something like that before? Um. All right, so I didn't have a ton of uh, honorable mentions. One of mine was Happy Gilmore. I love it. Big golf fan. Um, super funny movie, but I, yeah, I, don't know, I love that one. Oh, it's such a good one, such a classic. Um, and then I gotta say, I I'm not picking any Rocky movie in particular, but I just love the scene where he talks about you know the whole getting hit and getting back up and keep yeah. moving forward. I I just love that scene. Yep, it was it's a great speech. Yeah. So, all right. Your number one all time. My number one all time is Friday Night Lights. I figured. 
<laughs> well, I know you're number one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just think Friday night, they did such a good job of building characters, looking at how the coach had to deal with politics. I mean, it's a story about kids who are trying to leave, leave their hometown and get out of their town shadow more than anything else by winning a game. Like, everything revolved around that town. Like, I would love to be in a town like that where everything revolved around football. Yeah, I can see you just thriving in a situation like that. I mean, it's something that you can only dream about when you're, like, you, there's towns like that in Wisconsin. I don't know how I, many. I was going to say, where do you think that is in Wisconsin? Because you know in Texas, yes, 100%, it's there. Um, I had a lucky enough to apply at a place like that, uh, Northwestern High School up by Duluth, Minnesota, about a half hour, 45 minutes south of there. Um, that is a place like it where it's all football. But I think you look at small towns in Wisconsin, you get that too, that have had success. Uh, Edgar and Stratford, I would probably pencil in as just about the same. Uh, you know, that's fair. That's fair. All right. What is your number one movie? Surprise the audience. Uh, not too much of a surprise because we talked about earlier. But Miracle. I love it. This kind of gets at the whole fact of, you know, being that underdog, kind of like the blind side, making a name for yourself. Mm-hmm. I think I think the other part that I love is it's the United States. It's the yeah. Olympics. Like, there's so – it might just be me with being in the military also, but so much pride in the United States, you know, and just seeing that – I don't know. I love it every time. It gives me chills. Oh, I mean, it, it. the finish of the movie is just incredible. And it doesn't so much focus on the individuals in that movie as it does the just the team. Yeah. It's all about them becoming a team and understanding that they're a team. And debatably, uh, it's up there for the best speech of all time in a sports movie. Oh, it's, yeah. You look at that and Rocky. I mean, those are two of probably the greatest speeches of all time in movies. Yeah. So, do you have any uh, movie characters in your top five that just like pop out to you a little bit that you really love? Um, I guess no, not necessarily. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it gets at the fact that, like we talked about earlier, of like these are team sports, and in each one of those movies, yes, there's a main character, but it there was always more than one, you know, there's always that cast around them. And I don't think in any one of those movies that you could say like this person, you know, was the reason it was amazing. You know, yep. You needed the other people also. I agree with that. So, all right. Now we talked about, I talked about this a little earlier with some superheroes. So now we're going to start into this top five of superhero movies. I think they we are going. I don't think it's going to be sports movies were that similar. I bet you the most we have is two on this list that are similar to each other. I bet we have one. One, okay, yeah, interesting. Okay, um, I I'll take the lead on this one. I'll go All first. Right. I'll start with number five. My number five movie is Venom. Oh, 
I did not think about that movie, but I love yeah. it. Yeah, it is so good. It is the true anti-hero. I don't want to say it's the true anti-movie because you have Deadpool out there. Yeah. And Deadpool say. was a lot more comedic for me. And I really liked the dark vibes of Venom. Yeah. The I guy basically gets eaten by that. He goes around killing people, decides who should be eaten. I and I, I think there's going to be a sequel of it, which I'm really excited for. Oh, but it I, is. It is um, going to be Carnage. It was, I think it's slotted to come out this fall, but then a trailer just got leaked like two weeks ago. Ooh. So there, there's word on the street is they're like upping the release date to try and combat this leaked trailer. Oh, dope. I, I, Venom was such a good character. And what's cool about him, he being a symbiotic creature, having to find a host to live with, is Venom specifically was kind of a loser. Yeah, he was. And um, Hardy, I believe, I forget his first name. I believe his last name is Hardy. Tom Hardy, I think. He was a loser, too, by the end. He was a loser, too. When they matched up. Yep, he was a loser, too. Just got dumped by his girlfriend, lost his job, and they became the winners. Perfect combo. Oh, yeah. Two losers always make a winner. (laughs) Two negatives make a positive. (laughs) Hey, it's true. Mathematically, that's how it works. (laughs) Mathematically speaking, this is how everything works. (laughs) All right, my number five. Wonder Woman. Yeah, yeah, that's a good pick. It's a good pick. First off, how can you go wrong with Gal Gadot? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, she's amazing. Yeah, she's uh, she's a uh, wife material right there. Um, shoot, what's what's the guy's name in that movie? What's the actor's name? Yep, yep. Picture the face. Uh, Swish. I'm looking what, it up right now. Waved hair, like blue eyes. How not? How am I? Kind of like this? a. Kind of like a Brad Chris Pitt or... Pine. Oh, it was Chris. Yeah. I love him as an actor. I, he's great in all the Star Trek movies. Yep. Um, I think those, that was a really good duo. It's a cool movie for me. I don't know. I love it. Okay, so you've seen the trailers for like Wonder Woman 84, right? Or 85 or whatever it's called? I don't the think I one? have yet. Okay. I want you to can you can you pull that up and watch? Jesus, oh, it's me two minutes. I can I I can I can talk for that time for you to watch that. Uh no no we'll we'll keep going. I'll we'll talk about it next podcast. Okay, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll circle back. Yeah, cohesiveness, good like it or continuity. My number four pick is Guardians of the Galaxy. I really thought about them, but I didn't. I see for this the one. This was one, the right. Yeah, the first one, not the second okay. one. I didn't mind the second one, but the first one was the best one. Yeah. I think this this is probably one of my favorite origin stories in the entire MCU. And it might be because there's multiple of them. Because you basically get Rockets, you get Groots, you get Drax, you get Demora, and then you get, um, oh, what's your face, Star-Lord. Yeah. And I, I just think them coming together and forming a unit that is totally dysfunctional doesn't make a lot of sense. No, not but one they bit. all have but they all have their own unique skills and they kind of mesh together in this weird way. I think so like when that came out, what year did that come out? Oh wow, maybe twenty fourteen. 
Uh, let me look it up quick. Um, we'll have our producers get on this. Yeah. Um. Uh, yeah. It, I mean, it was a late. It's a late installation into the MCU. And I, I just, it just kind of fit perfectly. It brought into like without the Guardians of the Galaxy, I think it's tough to invite the main villain Thanos even potentially just because you don't have that broader spectrum of everything. So it came out in 2014. Oh, dope. I was right. That's pretty cool. Um, Yeah, I think this movie really did bring started to pull the universe together in like, oh, so this is how we're going to start getting a Thanos character and wrapping them all together. Mm-hmm. Um, when you first hear this movie, I, I don't know if the comic, like the actual comic book did well. I think it did for this. I would imagine if it survives enough for them to like, but I was watching, um, this Marvel documentary a while ago. And it's like, when you hear the story of, we're going to have a talking raccoon, a tree, a dude that's super full of himself and then, like, this assassin and a random dude that's just super strong. And we're going to throw him he's in a movie. not very smart. Yeah, and he's not smart at all. And you're, we're going to throw him in a movie, and they're going to work well together. It's like, are you sure about that? Like, that doesn't sound like a winning, like, connection yeah. between them. Wait, one of your five main characters is a tree? Yeah. Yes, yes. Like, and he is going to be one of the favorite characters as well. And he barely, he <laughs> says one line over and over. Yeah, and his name. Like, I don't know, I think it's a great movie. I love it. It didn't make my list, but I really, it. I agree with the pick. Yep, okay. Alright, my yep. number four. Avengers Infinity War. Okay. I was wondering if that was going to, I'm surprised. Really? That that was number four. Did well, you think I feel it was like that... higher or not on the list? Um, I think for you, I was expecting it to not be on the list. The way I look at it is... Because it was the ending that a lot of people... I don't know. There, there was a lot of mixed emotions on the ending yeah. of it. There was. Um, For me, the fact that... They were able to pull together 10 years worth of movies. I mean, yeah. what, there was 26, I think? Something Some, stupid Something like around that. there. Like, that is an insane amount of movies. And you were able to pull it all together into this one movie. I think... How about just into one scene? That's true. Like, it was ridiculous how cool that was. And then the other part that I really thought was interesting about this movie... Was that like the title doesn't say it, but if you look at screen time, this is like Thanos's backstory movie. Yeah, yeah, like, it really is his origin. He was the number one person that was on screen, and I think it was cool how you start to realize through the movie that yes, Thanos wants to do something horrible, but honestly, his intentions are good. Like, he's not yeah. trying to be a horrible person and just ruin people's lives. Like, he's, in his mind, he sees it that he is saving the universe. 
Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what makes him one of the greatest villains in the MCU. Yeah. I'm not going to say the greatest because I think I have someone who's better than him in mind. But I really do think, like, he has a goal. It's not like, oh, I want to destroy the universe. No, I want he wants to save planets. Yeah. He watched his planet die, and he's like, I don't want this to happen to anyone else. I'm going to take drastic measures to get there, but I'm going to try and save everyone that I can. Mm-hmm. I don't agree with it at all, but I thought it was a really cool way of bringing his story in and making him making people like him more than what we all thought we would. Yeah. And I also really liked, it was a cool idea that the Avengers lost. Yeah. What did you think of fat Thor? I hated that. Okay. See, I'm fine with that because he's literally the dude. Like you have those moments when we all say in sports, Oh, I lost this for us. Yeah. Thank Thor had the last opportunity to win it. He literally had lost pretty much everybody just because of this. Because of one man that he wasn't able to kill. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's a huge burden to ride. and I mean, it sucked. Although, all right, spoiler, this isn't on my list. But in Avengers Endgame... What do you think was the coolest? Okay, well, I would just like to start to lead this conversation off with Avengers Endgame is my number three movie. Super. All right. I like it. I loved it. I love the fact that they lost. I think it's something that none of us anticipated in the way they made it do. It was just quite brilliant. Like, you literally had Thor fall apart. You had Thor do everything in his power in the middle of the movie to go get a weapon to kill Thanos because of what happened in the beginning of the movie where he literally murdered his entire pl- player planet? Yeah, planet. Yeah, whatever you I mean, they that. were all on a ship. And he literally watched every yeah. single one of his friends and the people he had saved like just die in front of him. Yeah. And then we got... So then why'd you... Hold on. So why'd you choose Endgame them than over Infinity War. I think I think it was a lot because of Thor and the story we got okay. there. And it was kind of like the beginning where everybody came together. Like, Infinity Wars was cool, but we all knew it was going to be the end. Like, we knew how it yeah. was going to go. The way we got there was fun and very enjoyable. But I think with Endgame, like, it's called Endgame. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of us thought that it's going to be the final thing. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it, it was yeah, the end of an and era. I think that really why it was my favorite and probably, oh man, I I skipped a number. Avengers Endgame is actually number two for me. Oh, yeah, cool. that was almost a great segue. Avengers Endgame right, is well, number three for me. Put it down. That's what I said. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> All right. So what is your favorite moment in that movie? Um, I mean, you have the most iconic line. You should aim for the head, but I think it. Oh, I don't think that's the most iconic line. What do you think in is that then? movie? I am Iron Man. Okay, at the end. Yeah, that or the one and only time that it was ever said in any Marvel movie when Cap said "Avengers Assemble." That is a super yeah. iconic line. I think probably my favorite moment of it, though, 
it's probably when Thor buzzes down with Rocket and Groot after getting the um, axe. That's in Infinity War, no, not Endgame. Not that is Endgame. No, that's Infinity We've, War. Did I get these movies mixed up? I think Which one? Infinity have. War. Oh, is the yeah, first. I want Infinity War. Of the I just two. made myself look like a real straight A dumbass. I was really wondering why you kept mentioning everything from Infinity War. Over yeah, you really should have just let, like, let that play off the whole time. <laughs> okay, so we do agree on one. It, yeah, it's on both it is. Parts. All right. Well, oh, yeah, shit. All right, never mind. My, <laughs> okay, my number three. The OG classic. Can't Iron go wrong. Man. Tell me why you can't go wrong with it. Like... I just went from the end of this series or the end of an era to the very beginning. Like this is the, this was, I guess this and the Hulk were released in the same year, but this is the first movie in my mind that started everything off. I thought it was a cool origin story. Um, and honestly, just the, the last moment when he admits to being Iron Probably Man, cheeseburger, like, that was such a cool moment in the story. Like, can you go wrong? No, no. I, I would pick the original over the other three, for sure. I oh, think yeah. it's I think it's a for top sure. five origin story in the MCU. Yeah. Okay, so I need to recuperate real quick. We'll see you back in twenty minutes. Yeah, let I'll I'll say my number two right away. Um, mine is Captain America. The first okay, event. Okay, I like it. I'm curious to know what your number one is now, though. I don't think you're going to get I don't this. think so either. But, so I chose Captain America as my second favorite one. This, I can accredit 100% to being in the military, I think. Because he got into the military for the right reasons. He fought for himself because of he had the right core yeah. values, you know, as cliche as it is. And a lot of people don't go into the military because of that anymore. But I think it's an awesome thing to see. And then he gets these superpowers and all of a sudden he's able to do all these cool things. Yet he still stays true to himself. Well, I think the great thing is what the doctor said. It amplifies your characteristics. It amplifies who you are in that way. It's and he was a good guy. Yeah, it's kind of like alcohol. It really is. Just like I also, I love at the end of that movie. He was willing to take the ultimate sacrifice. Like being in the profession, that's not something easy to admit that like that you will do. And I thought it was a really cool moment that he's talking with his lady, you know, and he did what he had to do. That is one of the saddest things, like. He's talking with her. He's telling her all these promises that they both know they can't keep. And then it just goes just quiet. quiet. She knew what happened. She can't believe it. Captain's frozen. And well, she thought he was well, dead. Kind of was. Like we can say he's not, but yeah. Okay. So all my right. you're number my number two. two, my number three, my number two point five. The Second to last movie I am going to talk about for being on my list is Black Panther. 
Oh, no. Yep. yep. I know. Why? I, I think it's all because of the villain. I think Eric Killmonger is the best villain in the MCU. You know, I will admit that he was a good, very good villain. Well, like we talked with Thanos. So what Eric Killmonger wanted was he wanted to come back and gain his birthright. Well, how many other movies do we hit where the guy comes back to his place to take what is his? Like, that's a story for a superhero, for your protagonist, nine times out of ten. Yeah. Comes back, takes it, and what he wanted to do, his goal was to bring Wakanda to the world. Which they ended up doing. T'Challa ended up doing anyways. So, like, yeah, it was tough to pick who's right or wrong, and by the end of the movie, T'Challa wanted him to be a part of this. Be a part of it and help him out. But like any, we all think we should. We we have to stick to our values and everything. And to Killmonger, joining him was not part of his values. He wanted to take what should have been his, what should have been his father's. I'll be honest. The reason I just, I'm still not a big fan of this movie is I didn't see it right away. So I was hearing all this hype, like this movie's awesome, this movie's great, like everyone's got to go see it. It's getting a ton of great reviews. It's making a ton of money, and so this will segue into our um, favorite TV show later. But it was so hyped up, and then I watched it, and I'm just like, you know, personally, it just didn't live up to the hype. So then, like, it to me, it just kind of took a step down. I think that's. What happened, what could have happened for, I believe, Infinity Wars I saw later than everybody else. Okay. It was either Infinity Wars or Endgame. I don't remember which one. Oh, it was Endgame because I saw it with Abby. I was late to the party, and everybody was talking so much down it. So my, my expectations weren't as high as it. So when I saw yeah. it, I thought it was better because I didn't yeah, have these preconceived notion of it. Yeah. That was the exact opposite mm-hmm. for me in Black Panther. Okay. you have any honorable so, mentions for this? I do. Um, so, last second, right before I said it, I decided to switch my number five round and I put Wonder Woman in. What I was still debating, kind of, was Thor okay. Ragnarok. I think it's a great movie. Um, you really start, not really start, but you see a big change yeah. in Thor. Um, the, his first two movies, good, you know, nothing bad about him, I guess. I, but I was, I thought it was. I would say oh, he's yeah. much more kiddish. Yeah, I like the. Um, are you saying in the first For, two movies he's more yeah. of a kid, and then he kind of grows up and be, is an adult? I think so. Movie. Yeah, I like that. How he evolves, I like bringing the Valkyrie back in. Yep. Like, that's a really cool mm-hmm. point. And then um, the Hulk, it's one of, like, the worst. Statistically, it's one of the worst movies out there yep. for Marvel. Like, they, every time there's been a Hulk movie, Marvel has lost money. Because oh. it's a really hard character to film mm-hmm. and do it for cheap enough that the movie's able to, like, still um, make a profit, make money for you. 
But I thought it was a really cool way of bringing him into the movie and getting more of a backstory and how that leads then into Infinity War. You know, like I thought it was a really cool combo. Um, so yeah, that was one of my honorable mentions. And then my other honorable mention is the straight up first Avengers. Okay. I was a. I think both of us. I guess I can't speak for you, but we were a little young. When it is, Jeez, what was that? 2012, 2010, probably. I I want to say it was twelve. That's ten here. years ago. So I was thirteen at the time. So yeah, I mean, we you were yeah. It was twenty twelve. Okay, so I mean, fifteen. So we were, we were coming into high. We were coming into we were high school age. But I think I just didn't understand the magnitude of what that movie really mm-hmm. was doing. Like, for the first time, it did bring a ton of storylines yeah. together. And I thought, I looking back, I think it's really cool. I just remember, I didn't see it in theaters. All of a sudden, it was just showing up on um, FX. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Avengers. I'm yeah. watching this, like, every time it's on. Um, but yeah, I think if I would have understood how much that movie meant to the universe at the time, I think I would have like realize how cool I think what's awesome about it too was that we got to introduce the originals Black Widow, Hawkeye, Iron Man, Cap, Hulk and Thor who had all four, three of them really had a spotlight at this point which was really awesome. We yeah. all fell in love with Black Widow cuz she was oh, awesome. Yeah. She's who such did? a great I mean you 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 fell in love with her in the second yeah. Iron Man but yeah. And then you well, I mean, it's everybody together, and Loki was actually a really good villain. But yeah, he survived through so many movies of being like villain, good guy, villain, good guy. Like it was a cool dynamic mm-hmm. to have. Yeah, I mean, I you can't take that away from, and it's such a good movie, and it really was like the major kickstart to everything. The f- first, the Avengers. Yeah, because that was the end of Phase One, I right? Think so, yeah. Yeah. All right. You're on. Okay. My first one is the Wolverine. Not a huge X-Men guy. I get it. Not a huge. Neither am I. I really did love the story of Wolverine. It wasn't his origin. It basically was bringing you back into his past. And I liked how he became mortal. It, It kind of then transitioned to Logan a little bit where he ended up being pretty much mortal, but he was forced to become this and he was forced to overcome situation that he wasn't ready for and had to deal with ever. Yeah. Next one All right. I got is Shazam. <laughs> I I mean, I it was, okay. it was, if I was a kid and I got superhero powers, how would I act? That's, that how is, that's exactly what yeah. it was. If I got superhero powers now, it might be how I act. <laughs> like you're All trying right. to figure everything out. Uh, next one was Doctor Strange. I wasn't a huge. Fan I of liked that. the I liked the magic element of it, and I think it's fair to say that if we look back at every origin story, he got the biggest boost at the end of his story when he got the Time Stone. Yeah, like he, he got did. a major power up at the end of his movie. Like, yeah, it's tough to go, and then um. I think we would be very disrespectful to a lot of fans out there if we didn't re- recognize the Dark Knight with Batman okay. versus the Joker. 
and yeah. the probably the best Joker we might ever see. Great segue. My number one, Batman the Dark Knight. Okay. I love, 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 love this movie. I, like, I don't think anyone's ever going to be as good as Heath Ledger in that role. The dude played it so well. I, like, I don't know what, I don't know exactly what to say because I just love every single part of that movie. I think it's really cool, the ups and downs it has. You get Mm Two-Face in there at the end. And then, like, just the iconic line at the end of Batman's, what is it? You're talking about the line where he's not the hero, he's not the hero we want, but he's the hero we need or something like that. Yeah, I'm going to look up the exact quote. I mean, I think, yeah, what makes The Dark Knight so special is, and I didn't realize that there was a movie before it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I didn't didn't know that there was an origin story until, like, after I watched the Bane movie. So, for me, that was Batman's origin story. And you got to see a, just a, like, Christian Bale knocked it out of the park with Batman. They had such, the bike, the vehicle... They had such good like pieces, and he they did a great job with his tech. Like it was super cool. I mean, it was released in '08, and there's like I think they were able to do stuff that movies weren't able to do oh, for yeah. quite a while after that. And what's what sucks for uh, Batman is so what made it tough for me to put it on my list is it's he Bruce Wayne is not my favorite Batman of all time. No, I like Terry McGinnis no. from Batman Beyond. Like, he's my favorite Batman. So for me to say a Batman movie was so great without having it be my favorite specific Batman character is kind of tough for me. I think Christian Bale is well, the best no, well, one. I'm, I, I'm not talking about actors. Like, yeah. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm like oh, throwing yeah, he, that in there that I think Christian Bale did amazing. So the quote, it says, um, Gordon's son, um, he says, Batman, Batman, why is he running, Dad? Gordon, because we have to chase him. Son, he didn't do anything wrong. Gordon, because he's the hero Gotham deserves, but not the one it needs right now. So we'll hunt him because he can take it because he's not our hero. And... And then it says he's a silent guardian, a watchful protector, yeah, a I'm dark knight. I got chills right now. Like, I know. Like, that's such a cool ending to a movie. It's so cool for me to see, like, he was willing to take that role. He took so much blame and so much hurt mm-hmm. on himself because he knew the city needed Harvey Dent yeah. to look like a hero. And he was the one willing to take the hit and take all those punches and be like thrown under the bus so that the city survived. And I think that ties back into what we said about the sports movies. Willing to put yourself behind Mm -hmm. the bigger picture. So I love it. I'll watch it any day of the week. My number one one is Captain America Civil War. Okay. I can, I can see why. I think that we got the the Avengers as a whole had 
been they've been in two movies together, right? At that point, Avengers and Avengers, Avengers Age of Ultron, right? Then... So we got them yep. teaming up for two times, and no, the second one didn't second go one well. Didn't go well. <laughs> but you got to see two leaders' viewpoints becoming different. And it was cool to see, like, people, which side they truly chose to fight on. Who they thought was right. And it, it divided yeah. the MCU for a little bit. Because people were to either Team Iron Man or Team Captain America. And, it, yeah. Uh, I, I mean, side? I don't know which one I would pick. Uh, I mean, Scarlet Witch is pretty OP. So I probably would have went with Cap. <laughs> Yeah, I would have I gone cap. Just by looking at it, like, it, it hit with my favorite entrance. Like, it introduced Spider-Man, who, like, I loved his little bit he was in there for. He... Oh, side note, that was one of my uh, honorable mentions. Jeez, we could have had two great segues. Yeah. But I, I loved right, how they going. battle. You got to see them fighting each other, which, let's face it, when heroes fight, it's one of the coolest things because we're not supposed to see that. It's not supposed to happen. No, it's like you want both sides to win, yet yeah. you want both it's sides like to lose. It's like deciding on vanilla or chocolate, but then just getting twist. You get two different flavors that are great, but you kind of want to eat them separate at the same time. Yeah, so I just watched uh, the interview between Joe Rogan and Robert Downey Jr., and he said that was one of his favorite movies because of what it meant in the universe and his okay. relationship with Chris. He said he loved that dynamic. And I think you played into it perfectly. Like it's, it's so cool to see two good guys going at it because they care so much. And about I think us finding about um, Iron Man's parents, what happened to Tony Stark's dad's. Yeah. And mom, and who did it yeah. actually was something like that really kind of drove a, a spike in their relationship. In this non superhero, no powers, just agent of Hydra was able to basically separate the Avengers and take them down. Yeah. I mean, it took them a while. Yeah, everyone's human, man. Everyone. I think human. one of the we greatest things is from when I was watching the boys. Was there's a man? His name is Homelander. He's like the greatest super. He's he's like Superman basically, and they go. His weakness, people. Whether he's human, people are still the biggest weakest of superheroes. Whether it's Tony's tech failing yeah. or if Cap lost all of his strength and stuff. I mean, I still believe they'd fight because that's kind of who they were as people. It may have been in a different way, but they still would have fought. Cap still would have fought in World War II. And, yeah. And what would have found the biggest weakness for him, like if Tony Stark family ended up getting entrapped and look at what drove him apart, it was Cap trying to protect Bucky because he said Bucky didn't know what he was doing. You couldn't, you didn't have any control. And it was Iron Man saying, hey, he did this. I want retribution. Yeah. Oh, so it's, it's a good movie. Yeah. 
All right. So the last thing to dive into today is our number one TV show of all time. Now, we're not, yeah. I, I spent a while thinking about this, and I, I really struggled with what I was doing, but what ended up doing it for me was I had to pick what character. They're like, there was a specific character that I like, I found myself that I wanted, like, I just, I wanted them. I wanted them to be so prevalent and so involved in the series and made it better for me. See, what did it for me was the time in my life that I watched okay. this series. How it related to me personally. Interesting. And also how one other series <laughs> messed up. All right, I want to know <laughs> the series that messed up. up. <laughs> All right, honorable mentions. I love Game of Thrones. Ooh, I love was it. pretty sure that I was picking this one for your number one. No. They I was so hyped up for the final season. I was I was oh my god, you couldn't you, you don't understand how much I was looking forward to this. I was just like, they can do so much. And then I hear they're only doing six episodes, and I'm like, oh, that's a really really short season for a ton of information that's still out there. And then you go through, I think it's episode one and two. And I think up to that point in the whole series, there had been like five episodes where someone didn't die. And all of a sudden we have two episodes in a row where you don't see someone die practically. Like there's no fighting. There's no nothing. I'm like, I well, I think some that- action. I think that's okay in a series if you're getting information and learning about the world. Yeah, I agree, but they were just like delaying this, like the storm or the winter's coming, winter's coming, and like it is right there. And why are we holding off? I think they rushed through the final season. There was so much more to be had. I hated how they ended it. It's like, oh, Jon Snow has to go to the wall. Because the other guy hated him. Well, then the other guy left. And it's just like, well, why does Jon Snow have to go to the wall now? Like, the whole reason he had to leave yep. is gone. And I don't I think they completely messed up the whole last season. Um, the whole reason I think everyone loved to get into that series is because you didn't know what was going to happen. Your favorite characters could have been killed off any moment. And I think they got away from that in the last couple seasons. And it was sad to see because that was what really brought a lot of people in. I think when you look at series that have been running a long time, most of them have their characters that are there for forever. And that was something where Game of Thrones didn't. Like, from what I understand, probably most people, one of people's favorite characters from season one ended up dying there. That being, um, yeah, yeah. Like that kicked it off. If that's your thing, I think you need to stick with it. Stick to it. Yeah. And I think it's one of the most genuine war things of all time. I think, I think there's either two ways to it. Normally someone doesn't die and then you have a big shocking death. Or if you're going to continue killing people, Basically, you're drawing a lottery to see well, what's the biggest shock. What's the what death moves the story along? Yeah, 
I think one thing that is super hard with a long running TV series is the ending. How do you wrap things up to please people that like, you don't have to please everyone, but you have to leave it on a note where people are going to be like, okay, I can accept this. I think the the best way to know what you want is for it to be not set in stone, but you know where you want to end. It's like go. It's like yeah. going to on vacation, but you decide you're gonna take a car and you want to stop. You know where you want to be, but you don't know what you're gonna do there. You don't know how. Yeah, there's gonna be a whole world yep. of adventures. And I think on that's what makes it truly gay when you know kind of how you want it to finish, instead of just kind of pe- trying to piece it together. Because from what I understand, they're following the books, correct? They got ahead of the. Books. They got a. After the fifth series or the fifth season, they were okay. ahead of the books. So, and they they were varying from the books a little bit. So, I mean, from what I've read, like, I have not read the books. that happens, and unfortunately, that's what it is. And usually, if if they would have yeah. sticked with the books, it's usually ending up better. Like, there's a reason why the books were such a success. It's because they were good. It's because you can get so much. You can get so much more character development. I feel like I don't know. You See, can really. I read dive a lot of manga, someone. and I think like okay. their adaptation for their TV shows of it, because they basically just follow suit with that. You get the same exact character development. I think we're yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Like. When they were following the books, mostly they got a ton of character development. But once they were past the books, they didn't try oh, okay. to continue to continue yeah, to develop characters like that. Yeah. I mean, if they, I, I get it. You don't want you're such a marketing scheme right now where you don't want to like slow it down or whatever. But I mean, I think that's what something yeah. Harry Potter did do correctly. And I'm not a big Harry Potter guy. I, yeah, I like Harry Potter. All right, my other honorable mention. It was only a mini series, but Band okay. of Brothers. Nope. Have you ever seen it? So it's about this airborne. Um, it's about the military and these guys okay. during World War II, and it it's really cool because they tie in like interviews with guys that are still alive that they're shooting. No, oh, that's mini series cool. on. So it's a really cool aspect. Once again, I accredit it to me being in the military that I find it a little more interesting yeah. than others. Um, but I think the only reason it's not my favorite yeah. is it's only a mini series. You know, it you see a ton in it, but not everything. So, so right, the first show that I fully watched was when I went to college was Friends. I feel like it's something that's oh, almost a rite yes. of passage for a college kid to watch this series. Um, yes, you you get to I, find yeah, like that there's a character that fits mention. you of those three guys of Ross, Chandler, and Joey. They, they you get Joey. to find one that fits and kind of rock with it and you get real storylines and that first episode comes at you with a lot of stuff divorce 
because the partner turned out to have different sexual orientation than what she originally married you with. And the girl running away because she doesn't want to marry somebody <laughs> because she doesn't love them. So there's a lot to divulge in that first episode. Yeah. Uh, the other one. Talk about a series that ended, I think, on a decent I note. I think there's one that... of two ways of ending a show. You either tell answers and give people answers that they might not like, or you leave it open for everyone to figure out what they wanted. Ever. Yep. Oh, I okay. Okay. Uh, my I next one was The on Office. Mention. Keep going. Really enjoyed it. Really enjoyed it. I love. Oh no. I liked the interviews, no, and I know like fan. people don't like that part of it, but I think I think Michael Scott was great, and the show definitely got not as good when he left. Uh, my yeah, next I'm one was All American. Of it all together. It's a relatively new show on CW okay. about yep. a student who comes over to play football at a different high school. And because it's relatively new, I won't like drop too many spoilers, but it gets into a lot of pretty real stuff that happened because it's based on someone's life and being able to look in that. Is that a true? Um, it's inspired by true, true events. Uh, story? The football player who it's based on is okay. on cool. the show. She's basically in every episode. So he's around everything. So he has a lot of say in production. Um, and then my finer honorable mention, yeah. I just finished watching it yesterday. Talked about the beginning show, The Boys. Love how we get to okay. see a different side of superheroes and the people who want to take them down and what a superhuman world could look like. Something that we haven't seen before in any of these. Yeah. So my last honorable mention, shout out to my sister Laura. She got me hooked on it. But I don't think you've ever seen this. Oh, okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that was pretty pretty long show from what I understand. It Yes. Ton of seasons. Long seasons at that. Um it got weird at times. I I'll admit towards the end I started to not like it as as much. But overall, I thought that was a really good show. And it was another one of those movies where they end, or another one of those series where they ended it where people still have questions. I think that's cool when you get to have fan theories. All right, Eric, I worry that we pick the exact same show. Well, this is how we're going to do this. On the count of three, we're going to say the title at the same time. Okay. One, two, right. three. How I Met Your Mother. Okay, hallelujah. Friday Night Lights. We don't have the same show. I was scared shitless <laughs> there for a second. No, I did. When we were given honorable mentions, I did think of that one. I was like, you know what? I do love it. Now, this but... is the show I ever really dove oh, into. Wow. I've, I've literally have watched one episode. And it was like when I was... And you're saying no, it's no, your Friday Night Lights. TV talking about yours. Show ever? <laughs> oh, oh, okay. I was like, you've only seen one episode. Yes, of how I met your I've just watched clips favorite. over and over on Facebook, and that's why I like it. No, but uh, for Friday Night Lights, the only episode I ever saw was when the girls decide to go to a. Uh, how do I say this? A 
they went to a bar to figure that figure out themselves and learn more about themselves. So, uh, I don't you know, remember that. Yeah, they went to like a flame, about, like I don't know, like I don't know how to explain this, but it like it kind of was like yeah, not, not the greatest first episode I should have watched. Yeah. So my reasoning behind it is I watched it. The first time I watched it was my summer after eighth grade year coming into high school. And at that time, as you know, I came from a little Catholic school into the big public high school. And so, and football, I will, as Luke knows, we'll talk with him probably about it again next week. But football was everything to us at the start of high school. You know, like, it was like, this is sick. We're with all the public school guys. We're on the bigger team now. Like, it was awesome. Give it, we were mostly on the same team from 7th and 8th grade. But I think just being in high school was cool. And watching that show, I was just like, oh, like, I'm going to be a high schooler now. Like, this is so cool. Like. I'm kind of the no-name Matt Saracen. You know, like, I wasn't Matt Saracen, you know? But it's just, like, I'm this no-name kid from this little Catholic school coming into the big high school. And I just, I loved it. It was a cool cool mm-hmm. series to follow. Um, it's not at all. But <laughs> Probably I'm not. Most shows are get a little great. deviate from the truth. <laughs> yeah. Um, but... I just it really okay. fit with my life at the time. I think. I so, so I'm how I met your mother. This, but my favorite character is literally only in the last season of this show. I like Tracy the most. She's the mother that we wanted to figure out how Ted met her. I loved the anticipation of trying yeah. to figure that out, and by the last couple seasons, I just wanted to know it so bad. Like, and I was so invested on trying yeah. to figure out who she was. And then you get to find out that she was literally like this angel for literally all of them. She helped him out in major components of the life. She ended up, she basically got Barney and, oh no, I can't be doing this right now. Barney and Robin married. And uh, Barney, he yeah. is a bro. He is the ultimate wingman. Yeah. His job Legend, yep. dairy. Legend. Wait for His it. His job dairy. was literally just revenge. He literally just signed papers for a living and worked with the FBI and made millions. I think. I'll be honest. I haven't. Okay, watched well, every there episode, you go. So I don't know. He made a lot of money it. and really only signed yep. papers. Well, yeah. <laughs> Love suits. I could, I could tell you. Which I don't. I do not share the same love yep. of suits as he does i can say that you know i'll be honest yeah. i can't wait till i get a nice that will be a nice suit. day i think that'll be a nice day i i think we have one of the best couples but. in all of tv in lily and marshall i think yeah 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 and i mean the thing is what made duo. it so great was they actually had their up and downs like they weren't perfect all the time they split up. Their the way they met wasn't actually how they were supposed like 
how they each thought about it. It was it was random. And then Robin yeah. in Canada. Sure. It was fun. It was fun. And then <laughs> Ted was the guy who struggled figuring his life out and just changing jobs and not finding the right woman, falling in love with Robin, then learning to let her go. I think that's another show where it's kind of like Friends where everyone can kind of relate yep. to one character or another at some point. And so you, that, that's kind mm-hmm. of what else, what also pulls you into it. You know, yeah. it's like, I see aspects I of my life in here. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. Anything else we need to touch on this? Anything we need to let these people know? Yeah. Whoever, I don't think they'll hear this, but whoever's in charge of like big movie productions, they did release something while we're in quarantine. So, Birds like, of Prey. What? Well, that was already like scheduled. I want huh. something like to be fast tracked for okay. us well, yes, because we're all point. suffering through this. Which oh my god, I the second Venom will. Probably not. Well, we'll yeah, definitely it'll happen, but we can hope. Nope. All I got so, to say is you got thanks for coming in. And no, you'll always have a seat at the countertop. See you guys later.